Hey, this is Charles Bant from Full Moon, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast. This is episode 156. Happy New Year, everybody. It's our first episode of 2021. We're all hoping 2021 will be easier and better for everybody. Um, one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Sam, Steve, and Joe. Guys, how are you doing? Hello. Hi. How are how you guys? It's New Year. What did you guys do? What did we do? Did you party with your buddies like you thought you would? Actually, yeah we did oh yeah we did you liar <laughs> i was scary to say, well i said it but it was on mute um new year's feels like so long ago already i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um so yeah we went to go hang out with one of my co-workers the one that i would tell you guys about that where we both left our job and i was really excited because she's hilarious and she thinks I'm hilarious and her husband and Joe are kind of similar as like with their personalities and stuff um but I was telling Joe I was really nervous because what it like we've built our friendship up so much with work and I told Joe what if it what if it like fizzles out because we don't work together and it was just like all hyped up um but it was a really good evening they ordered Chinese food we played games they made drinks it was a good night yes and it was just the four of us so all just the people four of us. being like oh you went out and partied at a party and spreading the rona just, and i will say to add to that <laughs> to add to that we had plans to hang out with them um like in the middle of december but we just there were a few scares here and there with COVID. So we both made sure to like quarantine in our own bubble before we bursted each other's bubble. Exactly. What'd you guys do? Ooh, was there a lot of bubble bursting? I Eve? wish. Okay. Joe, make that happen. Write that down. All right. <laughs> we played categories though. I don't think I've ever played that before. So that did was... you win? Sam no, won. I did. Yeah. Nice. They didn't believe me. I'm a little offended. Steve, what'd you get up to? Uh, not much on my end. We're, we're in lockdown here, so we're not allowed to see anyone. Um, so my wife and I just, uh, we took, got some sushi, uh, played mm. video games, and watched a bunch of horror movies. Uh, my, so my wife really likes kind of theme park haunt uh, type movies and stuff. And I had I'd seen last year Hell House LLC for the first time. And I always knew that I wouldn't watch the second and third until uh, she watched the first one because I thought she would like it. So we watched that trilogy. We watched Bloodfest. We watched Hellfest. And yeah, it was just a fun, kind of easy day at home. Are you, you going to talk about that trilogy, Steve? Because if not, I kind of wanted to me- talk about it right now. Uh, no, it wasn't in my watch. I watch a lot of stuff. So I uh, All right. Kind of um, What'd you think? Because I was real, I was pretty disappointed in two and three. Like I, I thought one was really good, but I think two was like okay, and then I thought that three was like a huge step down. Yeah, and that's pretty much how I felt. Uh, the first, I loved the first one. Uh, second yeah. one ju- was it was okay, but not great. And the third one was just not good at all. Yeah. But uh, I will say this for my wife: she said that the first and second were some of the scariest movies she's ever seen. 
so much so much so that uh, she was kind of like i was gonna stay down and play video games while she went to bed and she texted me she's like i can't do this you need to come to bed <laughs> for like that night so the first one is pretty creepy yeah yeah it doesn't creep me out it's not the type of thing that creeps me out but yeah. she was she was really creeped out so i guess good you know it's nice that uh movies can still have to do that to her totally what about you todd uh well we kind of made a little tradition um, every year we've been watching a black and white horror film, and this year it was Night of the Living Dead. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun watching that on the projector and we paid some snacks. That. Yeah, that was about so it. What kind of snacks? Um, I don't remember. Uh, chips, probably. <laughs> I really don't remember. Did you guys get drunk? No, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay up at least until midnight? Unfortunately, yeah. Um, had to watch like music people that I don't even know who the hell they are anymore. Because my daughter's really into music. It's like every year, it, you, you just realize you're like, wow, I'm not old, but maybe just not current with the happening music. Yeah, you're not one of the kids anymore. Not one of the kids, that's right. Yeah. All right. But enough reminiscing, Steve. You guys want to get in some questions? Sure. Excellent. Uh, you can ask us those questions by email uh, at the horror squad podcast at gmail.com or on social media, the horror squad podcast. Uh, so we got a few questions this week. The first one comes to us from Mandy. She says, happy new year squad. A couple more year end questions. Which film disappointed you the most in 2020? Ooh, that's a great question. That's a good one. Um, also, I had a thought on, uh, uh, when we were talking about best performances uh, last uh, last episode with Mandy's question, uh, I totally forgot to mention uh, the old woman who plays the witch, Gretel and Hansel. I definitely think she deserved an honorable mention because I thought she gave a fantastic performance. Um, but as far as most disappointing, um, let me think on this. You guys can go. Um, well, I was going to ask you, Joe, if there was oh. one that I hated. Um, <laughs> I mean, for you, then, I would say like the Craft Legacy comes to mind for you. I know you were looking forward to it. I thought she liked it a lot. Nah, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I don't know. I got one. What is that? I know, I know it was on your top 10 list, Sam, but I thought Come to Daddy, like Come to Daddy was my uh, mm -hmm. one I was looking forward to, I think, like number one for 2020. Because Elijah Wood's really oh, good okay. and he's creepy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, man, like, I liked all this stuff up until it started getting weird, you know? Like, I would have yeah. preferred it was just, like, a mystery, weird-ass dad. Because um, I really liked it up to that point. And then it kind of went like, left field, talking about, like, drinking dude's cum yeah. and shit. I was like, eh. So, yeah. Um, with you saying that, I thought of one. I would say Becky. I was looking forward mm. to that. And not that it was maybe the most awful but i can't really think of anything else right now but um it was a letdown for me as well yeah um for me it's along the same lines uh it was antebellum i had really high hopes for it i expected a jordan peele type movie uh and it just wasn't that at all i, I was really disappointed by what happened in that and where it went and everything i really expected that to be one of my top films of 2020 uh before yeah. i saw it but then it fell flat. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I com- kind of completely forgot about that movie like already. <laughs> um, but I guess just to be a little different, I'll throw another one out there. Uh, the Hunt was also a, a big disappointment to this year for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Her next uh, question is, what was the biggest surprise for you in other squad members lists? Um, I'll go. Um, the biggest surprise for me was that neither Todd nor Steve had the Invisible Man on their top 10 lists. It was my number 11. In <laughs> case you were wondering. <laughs> Actually, no, that's wrong. It was number 12. Host was number 11. So it, it, it was almost there. But And that could be, actually, I was thinking about this, but it could be because I watched it so early in the year. Yeah. That its impact is like kind of gotten away from me. Um, and that's going to happen with movies you watch kind of early in the year. Um, for good or bad, I think, you know, so... I think in this case, I watched it so early that maybe I just didn't have it in mind as much by the time I made my yarn list. Mm-hmm. And um, Joe, you didn't have anything for Jackson on your list, right? I didn't. That that one was surprising how you championed it. Yeah. And then it wasn't on your list. I was like, you fucking bait and switched me. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I liked it, it was, though. It was like right there, you know, but like I said last episode, I, the only reason I left it off was because The Dark and the Wicked um and that movie i felt like we're both pretty similar and i really wanted to put hunter hunter on my list um it was really it was between anything for jackson or hunter hunter that was like my 10 and 11 and uh, i really wanted more people to check out uh, hunter hunter because i just don't think it's a movie a lot of people know or have heard about so and for me uh there's two of them one on the on the worst side one on the best side on the worst side, I was surprised to see Becky on Todd's list. Uh, now, it wasn't anywhere close to, to my top, but I didn't think it was like so bad that it was kind of worst of the year, um, which makes things you need to watch some really bad movies. <laughs> you need to watch some Veronica or some fucking... <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't make me do it. Um, and I as watched for... that 10 minutes at Kuso. I'm not doing it again. Oh, my God. That, that, that's Yeah, that's Mondo's <laughs> fault. Not that not ours um and on the other end i was really surprised to see hashtag alive so high on sam's list uh, i expected it from todd uh, joe wasn't sure but sam i didn't know you were into like kind of zombie movies like that so i was really happily surprised that it was so high on your list yeah i really love that that'll be my pick as well because i was really surprised um, I really loved it i do get into zombie movies but i just feel like there was a time where I was like obsessed with The Walking Dead and when the zombie craze was like super high that I kind of got burned out on it um but watching Hashtag Alive I was like I forgot how much I loved zombie films you mean pound sign a lot pound sign yes thank you (laughs) all right uh so moving on to our next question she says what is your horror new year's resolution for example, I want to finally watch the Critters, Ghoulies, and Puppet Master films. I have never seen a single one. Oh, <laughs> Good get, luck on with Puppet Masters. <laughs> get on it. Get on it. I'm going to, I think maybe this year I'll, I'll finally watch Phantasm. I, I still Ugh. have yet to ever see it. And I mean, you guys really haven't championed it too much for me to want to watch it, but. I used to, but I stopped because yeah, I didn't think I mean, you would ever watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's such a horror classic. I, I feel like I, I, I really need to get on that. I hate that movie. 
Anyone else got any? Um, I'm going to try to watch, maybe put in just a little bit more effort in watching movies, um, not just the ones that we are reviewing. And then also when I am watching them, I want to post them on my stories on my Instagram more so I can save it as like a permanent one and kind of um, talk more about it. And so I'm able to kind of recap it at the end of the year. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and a little tease for what watch. Uh, Sam actually watched two movies from last year that she said probably would have both made her top 10 if she had watched them. Oh, spoiler alert. Why don't you let me celebrate these little things in life? Why do you always have to take it from me? I haven't, I didn't even say the movies. Well, Steve and Todd were going to be really excited. Now you've ruined it. They were going to be so proud of me. The listeners were going to be so proud of me. Well, I guess we just conclude the show now. <laughs> Sorry. <Bye. laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I'm oh, going and to... wait, wait, wait. I have one more. Okay. Baby. Um, I'm going to try not to bust Joe's balls as much. You just did it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what made me think of it <laughs> i tell you joe if you need a safe space i've well, told wait. you this many times that's why the listeners listen so just keep, <laughs> just keep doing it they like they like your abuse it's not abuse <laughs> and maybe maybe there's a few listeners that pay me every time i do something and give oh. joe a hard time all right <laughs> Todd. Um, I am going to include more books because I know there's book lovers like myself out there. Shout out to Eric who freaking destroyed me this year in books, like not even a contest. He did like 85 freaking psychopath. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy. But, um, awesome. but yeah. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. But uh, Goodreads, I'm doing a lot of that. So I'm going to include horror novels that you guys might like. Got a couple tonight, maybe. Cool. Love and... that. <laughs> Uh, on my end, there's two things that come to mind. The first one is, so I, I'm really starting to build my kind of horror man cave right now uh, since moving last year. And I want some more, I guess I could say like show pieces rather than just, you know, stuff I get in mystery boxes and stuff. So uh, one thing I'm going to do is that every month I'm going to buy something from Etsy uh, from an indie artist and support them and also get stuff that's more unique as opposed to stuff that's mass produced. I think that's something I'm going to do this year in horror. And the other one, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more during the What Watched. But one of my big kind of black holes in horror is I haven't seen a lot of trauma movies. And mm. a big reason for that is they're just not available in Canada. Uh, but I'm going to try to make an effort and somehow track some down so I can uh, watch some more and just be more knowledgeable in such a big, important horror company uh, for, for people. So those are my two. Um, her last question is, if you don't mind answering a non-horror question, what was your favorite non-horror film of 2020? Ooh, I like this one. Yeah. I like it. I can't even remember, though. Like, I'm so, like, <laughs> focused on horror because of the podcast that I don't even, like, on Letterboxd, I just specifically do horror movies um, and don't even do the ones other ones we watch, so... I can't even freaking remember. Sam, you might need to refresh my memory on this. Um, I'm having a hard time as well. The only ones that we, 
I just remember what we recently watched. Like um, we watched the space movie with um, George Clooney. That one was good. It was all right, yeah. I'm talking about myself. Um, <laughs> what else was there? I don't know. Maybe Todd and Steve can re- can help us out here. Yeah. I'm going to blank too. I used to keep track of my favorite non-horror in 2020 or whatever, but I stopped this year. Mm. What do you got, Steve? Yeah, I, I got I, same as you guys. I didn't watch a lot of non-horror uh, films in 2020. Uh, I watched a lot of TV series because that's pretty much all that was available. But if there are two that come to mind, it's actually the only two um, that I saw in theaters. It's uh, Bad Boys for Life, so Bad Boys 3, I thought was a good like third film, better than I expected. And the other one, and I, I'm sure, I know Todd would agree because he said so on our other podcast, the Let's XP Gaming Podcast. What was that uh, again? <laughs> the Let's XP Gaming Podcast. Oh, uh, wow, I haven't heard of that. And that's Sonic the Hedgehog um it's just oh yeah jim carrey fucking kills it in that movie it's like classic jim carrey and i fucking love that film i got one for sam actually because i know she loved this movie and we watched it um last year and that was uh the birds of prey the harley quinn movie (gasps) oh my gosh yes that movie was fucking amazing yes Cool. Yeah. Was, uh, I, go ahead, you got one? No, I was like, I, re- I actually really enjoyed it too. Like, and I am like, I'm kind of over the whole uh, superhero genre, but I actually thought that one was pretty good. Uh, and I think a lot of people didn't watch it or it got a lot of hate due to like the marketing and stuff like that. But I would, mm-hmm. uh, encourage, I would encourage more people to actually go and check it out. Yeah, it's so good. I'm going to watch it real soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Steve on this. Sonic the Hedgehog is fantastic. Not only for kids, it's hilarious. Uh, Jim Carrey is like Jim Carrey again. He just go. He, it's like they just told him, hey, do whatever you want. Just make sure the scene gets to this point. And, and like, he was awesome. Also, one that I want to mention that I don't think was great, but it was very interesting was Tenet by, um, what's his fucking name? Chris Nolan. Uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan. There you go, Christopher Nolan. That movie is visually like stunning and a really cool concept time travel and shit but it doesn't make any sense and i was happy to like read online that i wasn't alone because i feel like an idiot um but yeah visually cool movie but other than that i was like what the fuck is happening so it was my two cool uh, actually i just bought uh, the harley quinn movie so now i'm more excited to watch it than i was uh, before and another one i just purchased is a new mutants movie so i'm looking forward to that and maybe it'll be on my what watch if i find it horror enough as people have been saying in their 2020 lists um all right so moving on we have a question from weezer face she says favorite horror house amityville poltergeist uh, nightmare on elm street etc mm, i'll go elm street he would what were the choices uh, any, any horror house She's, oh any horror, horror, horror house? house she's giving uh yeah horror house horror house, horror house. No. Or house. The one over um, on uh, 17th Street. <laughs> <laughs> My apartment. Um, oh. oh. Joe's like the pimp from, from the special. <laughs> <laughs> um, the well, Halloween house. From Halloween. Halloween. Nice. Uh, just a quick note, uh, because you mentioned the special. 
um, Harrison Smith is someone who has a podcast on the Dorkening like us. And he teased that he might give away the box from the special um, as, as part of a contest. So yeah, look, uh, I, I totally love to own that. <laughs> Gonna so, have to start sending them private messages, right? Them or something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, follow him on Twitter and uh, check out his podcast, and maybe you could win the special box. So. That would, that would be awesome. How <laughs> yeah. did no one mention Tiger King, by the way, for favorite movie of twenty twenty? Well, well, it was a TV series, so. Nah, all right. But yeah, True. that's definitely a memorable one. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going my Myers House as well. I mean, you can't beat it. Uh, for me, I'd go Adam's Family. I always really love their house. It's it seems to just go on forever. Like there's just so many things in that house that it's like impossible, but fucking love it. Um, I, have a, I have a question real quick. Are they like with like there there being like no main release like big releases from last year? Are they like doing like an Academy Awards this year? Has there been like talk about that? I, I just it was trending on Twitter today, but I didn't actually look into it. Uh, I'm assuming no, because yeah. there wasn't enough. But I'll, I'll have to look at what you know how say. they don't. You know how they they like hate indie films too, like right? Yeah. So I can't imagine they'll they'll do it. No, I I really wouldn't think so. I, I think the only one that's going ahead this year is the. Um, the Emmys would probably do it, and the Grammys, I know for sure, are doing it, but they're pushing it to March. All right, so the next question is from Kayla. She says, Steve and everyone, what Stephen King novel unsettled you the most? Ooh. I actually huh? haven't read any of the novels, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't read many. I mean, I've only read a, a, a couple, uh, but I'm going to give it to... Um, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery was very scary. <laughs> was the book as scary as the movie to you, Joe? Because I know you're scared of Zelda for. Uh, yeah, forever. I yeah, I uh, yeah, I would say so, definitely. I mean, Zelda hmm. terrified me, but the book had a, a lot of scary shit in it too. Okay. Um, the book, the book probably more, honestly. Oh wow. I'm going misery. Um, just the idea of being held against your will and. In the book, getting your legs chopped off, and the movie getting them broken, is pretty fucking terrifying, man. Uh, and then forcing, being forced to write a book, and then she doesn't like it, and she punishes you, and it's like pretty, pretty brutal. Plus, the book is very violent compared to the movie. Did you hear they're supposed to be remaking it? Oh no, with who? I don't know. Nothing's like really like been confirmed yet or anything. But I saw an article posted the other day that they're planning on a. A new one. Who would play a good? Who would be a good Annie in an updated version? Maybe um, oh, dang it! What's her name from um, Hereditary? She's great. I forget. Yeah, Tony Collette. I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would be, yeah, she would be good. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, for me, it would be it. I think uh, a much crazier book than it is on film. Uh, a lot of mm, things happened that definitely. he couldn't put in, in a movie and not get completely burned <laughs> for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty fucked up book. I remember skipping like five pages when it came to Patrick Hoxetter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's a fucking psychopath. Mm, so, yeah. He's worse than like, he's the worst character in that book. 
He is. He's worse than fucking Pennywise almost. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's more real. Like, doesn't he offer um, Henry like a blowjob too? Yep. Yeah, fucking yeah. weird. And, and, and then there's the like orgy scene, and there's yeah. like there's a bunch of weird yeah. fucking shit in that book. It's fucked. It up. is, but she like she liked Ben better because he actually liked her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Super weird. Yep. Super weird. Uh, and she also asked, "What's your favorite horror novel or short story?" Oh, love it. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Mine is a book called City of the Dead. It's actually a sequel to a book uh, called The Rising. And the author is Brian Keene, K-E-E-N-E. And it's a zombie book and it's awesome. And I love it. Um, this one's more like for nostalgia reasons for me, but I'm going to go American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. I've never finished that. It's very good. Got very it on the bookshelf. Good. Yeah, I read it freshman year of high school. So that's it's kind of like memorable to me because our teacher said we could do any book we wanted. So I went to the bookstore and I was just sitting on the shelf. You know, I, I don't even know if the movie had come out yet, but yeah, it was a good book. Better than the movie, definitely. More, even more graphic than the movie. And <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a theme with uh, with novels versus mm-hmm. movies. Sam, I don't know how to read. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah and for me i would probably go uh, the exorcist was pretty pretty crazy so my mom had told me a long time ago that the book scared her like more than anything ever um and she was a head nurse at, at emergency for like fucking 30 years so the fact that a book scared her that much i had to read it uh, now you know didn't scare me I, I don't think written word ever scares me i don't know i'm more of a visual person but uh, it's a pretty fucked up book. So Blatty did a interesting job of telling that story. I've actually never read it, Steve. Uh, how like similar is it to the movie? No, it's 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 got some definite um, definite changes. I mean, I, well, I I probably read it in fucking ninety five, so yeah. <laughs> it's been twenty five years. But uh, from my memory, it, there was a lot of differences. It, it was more like gruesome and different things happen to the main character. I don't remember if her name was Reagan in the book or not, but there, there's a bunch of changes, especially at the end, like how it ends and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, rec- I'd recommend reading it. Have you read it, Todd? No, I haven't. It's been on the list. Um, I always just like never read it though. So I'm going to have to, after I watch the fucking series. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. And no, no one mentioned the series this week. <laughs> That's because we're doing it in March. So the next series of questions come to us from Chuck. He says, Happy New Year, squad. What would be the worst possible creature feature, but at the same time, the best? I'd love to see a movie with killer gophers. <laughs> killer jellyfish. So real life. Um, I'm just <laughs> um, I don't know. Killer gerbils. Ooh. Like you're in the you're in a pet smart or something. You're the overnight cleaner guy. You get a mysterious shipment and says, do not open. He opens it though. And it's mutant <laughs> gerbils. And a justice for Tom, by the way, from PT. <laughs> Sam, what kind of killer animal would you like to see that you think would be ridiculous? Um 
the Loch Ness Monster. And it's not ridiculous because it does exist. Oh. Uh, and mine would be, I'm trying to remember what the fucking name of the creature is. Oh, uh, yeah, K- Killer Sloth, because they Aww. are the slowest motherfucking creatures in the world. So it'd be very interesting to see just like them trying to attack people very slowly, very lazily. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. I think they could get a lot of kills in because so many people think they're so sweet and cute. And then they can lock their long, sloppy arms around their neck and like put a spell on you with their beady, slothy eyes. Yeah, and their so. their uh, their claws are no joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. His next question: What creature feature do you think you could survive in? Can't say Jaws and simply not go in the water, Todd. Pretty sure I could survive boar by setting up spikes and gutting it. Aww. Not fair. I just don't go in the water. I so. For real, if I was in boar, I would just <laughs> don't go, go into the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, bah, 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 bah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> took me All for right. an answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other creature features. Um... I would survive piranha by another person and throwing them into the water. They're hungry, though, Joe. What? They're hungry. They're not going to be satisfied with just you. No, I'll throw them. I'll throw someone else in as a sacrifice so I can get away. I know. I mean, they're not going to be satisfied by just them. They're going to come after you. (laughs) Just don't go in the water. (laughs) What if you're on a raft like in uh, Creepshow 2? Why would I be in a raft, though? Don't go in the water. Simple as that. You and your friends were out swimming one day. You decided, you know, you were all going to go skinny dipping. You find a raft in the middle of the water. You all jump on, and then it's surrounded by piranha. Those aren't my friends because they know I won't go in the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, 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 let's see. You can stay away from aliens by not being an astronaut. There you go. All right. <laughs> nailed, nailed it, Doc. <laughs> um, yeah, I like for... it because I, my Jaws answer was stolen before I got <laughs> <That's> to you. <right. laughs> he, saw, he saw you coming with this one and just yeah. uh, called you on it right away. That's great. Um, for me, I would say, like, I know it's not a real creature there, but it's kind of based off of like a couple of real creatures, and that's Q, the winged serpent. Um, you know, a thing that big in a city. I feel like you wouldn't get you, you know, it's like you see it coming. It's so fucking massive that how do you not see it coming, pecking your head and shit. So you just, you know, move quickly, go inside, do something. But I feel that it wouldn't kill me personally. Have you guys seen that movie? What was it? What movie is it? Q? No, I haven't. I don't think so. It's from that guy with the stuff from the stuff there, like that kind of Weasley guy. He, he, he plays a really good uh, kind of used car salesman type character, which he kind of is in this one too. Like Bill Paxton in True Lies. Oh man, the best. The best <laughs> ever. Yeah, I got a the... little dick or I got a tiny dick or whatever he says. <laughs> right? It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So his last question is, what trends are you looking forward to in 2021 and what do you hope doesn't happen? 
more independent films, not looking for more cop outs like Corona Zombies. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I'm. I'm just coasting. I'm not gonna put any any expectations out or anything like that. I like that. Just vibing. Just vibing, as, as the kids would say. I like yeah. yeah. I like that too. I like yeah. that too. See what happens. Yeah, I think it will be a good year for horror. I. I mean, I think last year was a good year for horror. So, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to see what 2021 brings. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing mainstream films again in 2021, hopefully. Um, yeah. You know, as much as I love watching indie stuff, and I think 2020 was amazing for it, uh, I like once in a while to watch something kind of more, like, bigger budget and just, I guess, more known and stuff. So, yeah. And, and there's something about, like, a lot of the movies in 2020 that I watched, I didn't have any anticipation for. It just came out. I heard it was good, so I watched it almost immediately. Uh, whereas there's a lot of movies in 2021 where I have anticipation and I love that anticipation. Like it just, you know, especially when it delivers, it's just such a rewarding feeling. So that's a big one for me. Um, as far as what I hope doesn't happen, how about uh, not releasing old movies that are incomplete and trying to complete them? That would be awesome if we didn't do oh, too much God. in 2021. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure we'll talk about that very soon. What were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and that is all the questions we had this week. Thank you everyone for asking them. And now a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Sam, kick us off with the wet wash, girl. All right, you guys ready? So, because Joe raved about this movie. What was the first one? What was the other one I watched? Not Hunter Hunter, but the other one. Spree. Oh, Spree! Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, Raven's looking a lot and it's distracting me. Okay, so I watched Spree, which Joe has talked about before. I can't remember if either one of you, Todd or Steve, have seen it. I have not. Okay. Um, okay, so it's about this kid. Joe's already talked about it, but just a little recap. It's about this kid who's had a YouTube channel for quite some time and it's not growing. Not that I can relate, not that I feel the frustration or anything like that. Um, but one day he, he works for Spree, which is like an Uber. He starts a live stream and he just goes on a spree of craziness. Um, guys, this movie was so fun. It was funny the kills were kind of, were like, were good. Um, Joe, help me, what's the guy's name? Kurt. No, Joe. well, Kurt, Joe. but who plays Kurt? Joe Keery. <gasps> Joe Keery. Swoon for Joe Keery. It's good. Um, if you guys don't recognize that name, it's the guy who played um, Steve. Uh, Steve from Stranger Things. So yeah, I was really surprised and it, it would have knocked, um, some on my 2020 list down it would have been for sure in my top five if I had seen it last year 
Joe, was that in your uh, top 10? No, but it was my honor. It was one of my honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think Steve would like it. And then I think Todd might get like a kick out of it, perhaps. I like that actor, so I might like it. Yeah, he did so good in it. I really think I want both of you guys. Yeah, I really I think you both would like it. I, I'd be I want you guys to watch it too. And I really liked it. I didn't realize it had so many um, people from Saturday Night Live, and so that's why I liked it. Not like the classic people that you guys are thinking of, but the people that I'm attached to from it. Um, so that made it even more enjoyable. Yeah, and it held up on a second watch. Like it was still just as enjoyable. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and right, I would watch it again. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, no, it's such it's a really fun movie. Uh, all right, I will go next. Um, my next, my first one for tonight is 2020's remake of Castle Freak. Uh, has anyone else seen this yet? Not yet. Oh no. Okay. Nope. Well. This was really something. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, very different than the original in a lot of ways. Um, this one, uh, you know, opens with, you know, a bunch of 20-somethings um, partying. The boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, you know, post-party, the boyfriend's like way too you know, drunk to be driving or whatever. They get in a wreck um, and the girlfriend ends up being blind from the uh, wreck um, and then uh, her I think it's her father ends up dying um, and she gets the castle through that um, so they go over to a different country they end up in this castle and uh, the you know the good majority of the movie is just basically the two of them exploring this castle and um Castle Freak is inside. Um, very different as Castle Freak this time is actually a woman rather than a castrated man. Um, and then this movie takes the weirdest like turn ever where it becomes uh, lo very Lovecraftian, uh, which the first one really didn't delve into as much, but it gets super silly. Uh, yeah, this movie's pretty bad uh you know a very very different feel than the original castle freak um and honestly like at times like almost like a skinamax movie like the sex scenes in this are just so like over the top and bizarre um you know very low budget very comical uh we even have a scene of castle freak uh, getting on top and going for a ride at one point in the movie. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would say definitely skip this one. It's, uh, it's not good. Oh, kind of had me there for a little bit. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do a book and I, uh, as part of my 2020 reading and it's a horror book called the black farm, uh, written by Elias Withrow and it is freaking brutal, man. Um, it's got some sensitive subjects in there, a lot of triggers in here. The, uh, the, the book is about a couple. Um, they lose their child and they decide to kill themselves together. And just so you get away from the pain, they don't believe in any kind of religion. So they think they're just going to die and that's be it. That'll be it. But they wake up in a place called the Black Farm where you are tortured, hunted, raped, um, perpetual down, you know, just raining constantly cold shit like that so pretty miserable 
so it's kind of like a purgatory for lost souls um where the the background is god and the devil decided like they had an argument of what to do with the lost souls that killed themselves so they decided to just have them go to the black farm and they let literally a giant pig uh run the farm and he lets them do whatever he wants as long as they stay out of heaven and hell and it's about the guy's journey trying to find his girlfriend in the black farm so they can try to figure out a way out of there for a second chance and it's brutal um the guy gets raped the girl gets raped um very like very graphic on what happens to them and other characters and you root for the characters because like it sucks for anyone to have to be there so very good book black farm not for the faint of heart but if you like hardcore horror then it's right up your alley cool um my first one this week is from 2013 and it is over on tubi and that's a trauma film called return to nukem high volume one i mentioned it before so trauma films are very hard to come by in canada unless you buy them from their website and it's very expensive for Canadians. Uh, even their table when I saw them uh, at a con was really expensive. So when I saw I that they why had at a con, they'd be super expensive. I'm not sure. That's strange. Maybe they're converting the the prices or something. I don't know. It was, it was That's like, nice. it was way more than I expected for, <laughs> for a movie. Um, anyway, but they were super nice at the table. I will say that. Uh, so yeah. So when I saw that they had a trauma film on Tubi, which they usually don't, uh, I jumped on it and I'd heard, you know, uh, about this film when you guys interviewed Lloyd Kaufman like a long time ago. And so I wanted to check it out. It's about, uh, it's, so it's a sequel to a 1980s movie called Newcomb High. And the in this one, it's a school built on a place that used to be a factory that makes this like green goo. And, um, you know, the, a bunch of weird shit happens. A girl gets raped by a doctor, lesbians, there's super oddball comedy there's a lot of crazy kills it's basically a Lloyd Coffin movie and uh you know as stupid and really far-fetched as it is I kind of enjoyed it you know it's the one thing I like about trauma movies is they really don't take themselves seriously now this movie uh would not survive 2020s like uh you know uh, I guess standards that people have now because there's a lot of really cringy jokes but that doesn't bother me at all so whatever I, I had a lot of fun watching it not something i'd probably watch again but uh i'm glad i saw it so return to newcomb high volume one uh on tubi all righty so my next one is one that i'm also gonna need steve and todd to watch so so bad like this week this weekend please um and joe also was this on your top 10 joe are you referring to Hunter Hunter? Yes. Steve Steve's already seen it. He did the. Oh, he was, it was in the top okay. 10. Did Steve like it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was my top, top ten. 10. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, I can't remember. Okay, so I finally watched Hunter Hunter, um, starring Devin Sawa. What a babe. Um, and so, it? what I did too. Oh, you did too. Okay. Oh, I went. Okay. Anyway. Dave Franco got two full whistles last week. So, well, because Steve said that Devin posts some crazy stuff, and I haven't looked into it yet, so I'm not going to commit to a second whistle. He doesn't respect women. He said, I don't respect women. And I was like, wow, Devin. <laughs> or Devon, or the fuck his name is. Devin <laughs> Sawa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For the record, he did not say that, just in case someone gets upset. Oh, boy. Um, as far as, far as I know. 
Now he's going to sue us. Yeah, as far as you know. Um, Okay, so pretty much it's about him and his family who live out in the wilderness. And they are trying to set a trap for a wolf. I won't say too much about it. But this movie was, Joe kept talking about like it was a slow burn. But I didn't consider a slow burn because it was still so interesting. And it moved along at a good pace. Um, But the ending was fantastic um if you were thinking about watching this you should just do it I don't think you'll regret it um it was so good and this would for sure be I think this would be like number two or number three in my in my top 10 does he go full dong no am I over exaggerating Steve am I just on the Devin Sawa like Hype right now. I mean, I had it on my top ten. It wasn't top five, but it was like six oh, or seven. Okay. Six or seven, feel, if I remember. But I, I feel a little judgment in your voice. No, I I agree with Joe. I thought it was slow. Uh, the build up was really slow, but the execution at the end is my favorite moment of 2020. So I feel like we've seen slower though. So maybe oh, we've I mean, seen, I, I've is... seen slower. All right, <laughs> I didn't put him on my top ten, but I've seen slower. Yeah, um, I really liked it. It was really good. Didn't we have a screen? Yeah, for this? There's, there's there might be a few questions unanswered, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back and say it. Sometimes you you expect too much. Just saying. Uh yeah, Todd, we did have a screener, but it expired on December 31st. Hmm. Was Devin ever an option for interview? No. Uh-uh. Bastard. We did interview the director though, which was on Steve's better with the episodes than I am. Yeah, it was like 154 or three. And remind me, Joe, was this the movie where he had, he wrote the script and kept it for a really long time? Yeah, he wrote it like, I think it was like 13 or 14 years ago. And he he just kind of like held on to it until he could get it like funded. Yeah. So I thought that, I thought that was so cool in case anyone who's listening didn't catch that episode, but. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a great one, and you should, everyone should definitely go and check it out. It's but Todd, get on it for sure. Okay. Now, damn it! I well, I the, the link expired. We don't do. <laughs> uh, all right, my uh, my next one is another 2020 release. Uh, I decided to check this one out because it made a couple of people's lists last uh, last week. Uh, and this one is called The Curse of Audrey Earnshaw. Um, this one is about, this one's a little weird. It's about a, uh, I guess, like a congregation or kind of like a cult, I guess you could say, that um, basically decided to go live off the grid because um, it takes place like kind of in current times, but they decided they wanted to like go and live off the grid. So they kind of live like in, uh you know colonial times like it basically just kind of looks like the times of you know a la the witch or the village or something like that um and basically what happens is is that uh the whole village basically is none of their crops are growing they are all basically facing a lot of bad luck except for um this one woman um mrs earnshaw whose crops are you know, growing and thriving. And um, she then has a daughter, which for whatever reason, she decides to hide. 
Um, and then we flash forward to 17 years later. Um, her daughter is now, you know, a teenage girl. And, you know, the same problems are still happening in this village. Um, and the uh, her daughter is kind of sick of being hidden. She starts kind of uh, sneaking out and, you know, meeting up with some of the town folk who kind of always, like, known that Mrs. Earnshaw, like, had this daughter, Audrey. Um, and from there, some witchy type stuff starts happening. And uh, I'll kind of leave it at that. Uh, you know, I like I said, the best way, I guess, to describe this movie would be kind of like mixes of The Witch uh, with The Village and a little bit of Rosemary's Baby thrown in. Um, you know, it, it's not as good as like any of those movies, but you know what? I actually had a, a pretty good time with this one. Uh, it's definitely like a slow mover. However, uh, I think the ending is is pretty cool. And there's like a lot of, there's actually like a lot of really good stuff in here. It's very well acted as well. Um, definitely low budge indie, but uh, there, was a, there was a lot to like here. It, it's, not, it's not perfect by any means, but uh, I, I definitely think it's worth a watch if you can find it. All right. Mine is Wrong Turn 6, Last Resort. It's the last one in the series besides the one coming up with Damien. No whistle for Damien. I give you a pause. I had to there unmute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the series, man. I think it's underrated. And all of them have been straight to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever you want to call it now after part one. And part six is just as good as the other ones, in my opinion. It's got great gore. All the girls are really good looking. For the girls out there, the guy, you know, the typical good looking guys. Um, <laughs> lots of cool mutant makeup, things like that. And the story is very out there. Um, this, like they have two, I guess, quote unquote, normal looking people that run a hotel and their cousins and shit are all the mutants, right? Mm -hmm. And then they invite some other dude to come and they want to like convert him to their mutant clan. I guess he's like an old family member or something. And he brings his homies with them. And then meanwhile, the brother and sister that own the hotel are in an incestuous relationship and he gets jealous that she's banging other dudes oh so it's got some weird shit but it also has some softcore sex scenes in there that are pretty good and okay. um i just you know I'm, I'm a fan of the series so wrong turn six get on blu-ray for like five bucks i think you'd have a good time do you know what year that came out todd 2014 okay did you say that uh maybe but yeah 2014 okay hmm uh, my second one this week is a movie from 1987, uh, which I found over on Tubi, and that is one that I thought was good for this episode, and that's Bloody New Year. So in this one, uh, people who are having a New Year's party in uh, from 1959 to 1960 there uh, suddenly disappear, and 25 years later, this bunch of this group of like teens who are getting chased away from a carnival for acting like total assholes. Um, they get on a boat to escape and then get stuck on this little island that has this resort. So they go into the abandoned resort, which is where the New Year's party happened and the resort is still decorated as New Year's 1959. And uh, a bunch of ghosts start like attacking them and killing them and trapping them into the resort with them. Uh, the movie is low budget. It the the effects are definitely pretty bad for the most part, but they do try some really unique things with the ghosts. They're not just like 
hunting ghosts they're kind of attacking ghosts uh, and they attack in all sorts of ways they they pull kind of the same thing as in nightmare on elm street where uh one of them gets into a wall and the wall kind of molds around someone and grabs her and pulls her into the wall uh you know one is like the end of a banister that starts attacking someone one takes the form of a film reel it's just really wacky shit uh if you like you know that kind of 80s uh you know kind of funny slash gory stuff uh it's a decent watch nothing i'll ever watch again but uh if you're looking for that 80s nostalgia then this has got a lot of it so bloody new year sam um i think that's all i watched horror wise we watched one together (laughs) which one the cleansing hour we did yeah I don't remember. <laughs> Mantha. When? We watched it the other day. We watched it like last week. The cleansing hour. All right. Let me refresh your memory. Please do. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it together. All right. Uh, so Sam and I both watched the uh, the cleansing hour, which uh, was a 2020 release uh, on Shudder. Uh, this one is about... Um, this dude who does uh, exorcism. <gasps> oh on, yes, he does exorcisms on live stream. Uh, he's like super, like corny, cheesy. Think sort of um, what's his name? Zach Baggins, I guess, like kind of like that. But he does it. But uh, he's he has hot. like a yeah. He has like an oh yeah. Who's this guy from Sam? You were like Joe. You know this guy. He was um, in- he's okay. <laughs> he's been in a lot of movies, but he's been in um shit okay so he's currently on the fox tv show called 911 with angela bassett and jennifer love hewitt but he was also in like one of the dancing movies like step up or um i don't know one of those like that channing tatum was in but he's so hot (laughs) all right well so uh yeah so he like runs this like really sick uh online exorcism show that we end up finding out it's all like completely staged. They use actors and everything like that. Um, and then they decide to do their next show. And surprise, surprise, a real demon ends up invading uh, this uh, show. And they have to figure out how to perform a real live exorcism um, while they are live streaming to, you know, hundreds of people all over the world uh you know overall i thought this one was was pretty fun um i didn't love it i definitely had some problems with it um but i think it's definitely worth like a one-time watch yeah i think so too um it's it's kind of cool just because he hmm, so like I don't know how to explain it. Um, There were some parts that I didn't really like about it either, where it felt kind of like a, I don't know, like a B-movie kind of, but it was entertaining. Um, And it's about two best friends that grew up in the Catholic religion. One of the kids was really good, behaved, did everything that he needed to do. And then the other kid, which is the main guy, the star of the show that his best friend produces for the internet, Um, he kind of had a harder time with it and something had happened to where he felt all of this guilt. So the demon ends up going after that. And it's just kind of like, he does it 
he does it he's like obsessed with getting all of the views and stuff like that so it did have its it had its good moments i think i mean would it make a top 10 list maybe but not mine but the guy's hot so the ladies watch it the ladies and guys watch Fellas. it. i would say like definitely at least steve to check this one out since he's like into the exorcism movies yeah why can I watch watch it, Joe? I mean, you can watch it. You I just I don't. Talk. I think well, you would I have. I, there's a there's like a lot of problems with this movie. I I don't know if you would like it at all. Like right, like I think for me, like I would give it like a six. Mm. I mean, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, that's why I said it's worth like a one time watch. Yeah. Speaking of bad movies, my last title is my personal friend's movie, Charles Band. I uh, would go way back. <laughs> and this movie's called The Creeps from 1997. And it is crazy, man. Um, this mad scientist guy wants to bring Liddy, literary, sorry, monsters back from the page, I guess. So he does a like concoction or whatever, and he brings back Dracula, the mummy, and so on. Uh, the problem is, though, he kind of messed up, and now they're all like three to four feet tall. So they're played by little people, or yeah, little people. Um, it's uh it's it's pretty dumb man like <laughs> they go around trying to kill people but the only problem with it is there are no freaking kills in this movie so like at least have some like little people dracula action killing people but they didn't um not the worst full moon picture but definitely on the lower spectrum so the creeps 97 i have the blu-ray unfortunately but it's also streaming on tubi all right tubi <laughs> i love tubi uh, my last one, which you can also find on Tubi, is also from 1987, and that is The Video Dead. So in this movie, um, this company ships a TV to someone accidentally. They were supposed to ship it to an occult museum, but they ship it to some guy instead. And the TV, once uh, powered on, is a portal to which zombies can come out of. So this guy uh, gets killed by zombies. And then years later, uh, this family buys the same house. And sure enough, they find the TV uh, in the attic of the house. I don't know how it got there, who moved it or whatever. But uh, it's in the house. So the teenage kid, uh, of course, once he sees the TV, you know, plugs it into his room. And zombies get out of it and start attacking the city. And it's a pretty standard zombie film until the last like 15 or 20 minutes where it takes a really weird turn. Uh, there are some good kills in it, uh, some twists that I didn't see coming, which was nice. But the last, especially the last like 10 minutes, the way that the main character deals with the zombies is really fucking dumb and kind of ruins the movie for me. But that's uh, a cool one-time watch if you like that A schlock. So uh, the video dead over on Tubi. I like it. Yeah, the end was weird. That's my two cents. <laughs> it's, uh, do, you, do you remember the end of it? No, it's been a while. Yeah, well, I'll spoil it since it's like 35 years old. Um, the, the, the girl... Steve. Yeah, 33. Like okay. <laughs> Almost 34 because it's 2021. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the, the girl just starts like serving them food and acting like their wife for some reason and that makes the zombies like pacified so as long as yeah. you treat them like people then they don't attack you which makes no fucking sense at all and at some point she yeah. just leads them into the basement where if they look in the mirror it like repulses them and then anyway it's a fuck we really weird fucking ending and it kind of ruined the movie a little bit for me but yeah. still I i'd say it's a one-time watch if ever you're a zombie fan 
Uh, anyone else have anything they want to throw in before we do a trivia? Oh shit, I don't have, god damn it. <laughs> You're leading this pack here too, Sam. Yeah, for now, until five seconds from now, then I'm going to be the bottom loser. Power bottom, that is. <laughs> All right, are we ready for trivia, guys? Uh, you want to go first then, since you can have time to gather your notes? Sure. All right, and Joe, I will be keeping track of scores this year. Wow. All right, Todd. Sam told me that you've been... Adding little ones and twosies to your score there, pal. Okay. You little shitter. That's fine with me. <laughs> if, if you do the scores, Todd, it's going to give him time to Google. <laughs> oh. That's true. You ain't wrong. He's like, I'm not doing them because I have to Google. That's right. I, I have like four monitors set up. I have a whole system. <laughs> Got two people standing behind me. <laughs> no, no fucking around in 2021. <laughs> Scores. How did Sam get ahead? How did Sam get the one point? Uh, she answered one last week, I believe. Right? Yeah, we, we had one like bonus. Some funky thing. shit. Yeah. All right. Don't be hating, Joe. It's not going to last. So just stop. Well, scores are as follows, Joe. Yeah. Shush. Todd, you're two time champ. Zero points. Sam, show hottie, one point. Joe, show electrician, zero points. Steve, the most mature in the group, zero points. It's a fancy way of saying old. <laughs> I'm not sure. complaining with my title. What's Todd's? What's Todd's? The daddy of the show. Boner. Big daddy. <laughs> water, boner water. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Boner water. Uh, Joe, do you have any? Uh, do you want to lead off there, pal? Sure, I can do that. Okay. Okay. In a Nightmare on Elm Street, what is the profession of Freddy Krueger's mother? Uh, nurse. Nurse. No, she's a nun. No? A nun is correct. Oh, nice one. Darn Good it. Job. Go ahead, Steve. You go now. All right. So I was lucky enough that uh, listeners sent me all the questions this week. It's because so. they love you. You're everyone's favorite. It's, it's because I I actually <laughs> use them. It's, I, it's hey, I use them too. That's not what they're telling me. They're telling me you always use them. So just repeating. Wow. <laughs> all right, guys. But they're, you, well, know what? They're, you know what they're also saying? Me. You know what they're, I'm not going to name names. Not, not the people that I'm talking about tonight. But some of them are like, I want this person to win. So I'm going to ask questions for that person. Oh, Spoiler, uh, Sam. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they're sending me well, questions for Sam to win. <laughs> so. Well, don't do that, guys, because then I feel pressure and then I look like a fake horror fan. No, no, no. But keep the, them coming. The, yeah. But maybe <laughs> maybe send me like some memes or, should, or some gifs the week of so then it kind of like goes in my head. <laughs> is it, is, the is answer is a gif. What did I say? I said GIF. GIF. It's GIF. Okay. GIF. Mm-hmm. Is it GIF. I say GIF. Yeah, I say GIF. Okay. I say, oh, I'm not mad at you. GIF. GIF it is. That's because you're the daddy. I think it is GIF, but I don't like GIF. No, I think it. I think I used to say GIF, and then like the guy who created them came out and said it's GIF. Like GIF what, is, what does he know, really? 
<laughs> All right. So the first one comes to us from Mr. Jedi Mind twelve oh seven. Oh. So he says, "Which film is this quote from?" Oh. Tasty, tasty, beautiful fear. It. Uh, Hellraiser. It. Joe's, Joe's correct. Fuck! I'm trying too hard this year. I guess. <laughs> Go for two. Calm that boner down, Todd. Oh, I'm trying to get a commanding head start, but jeez. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got him. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, I'm I'm too busy. I'm too <laughs> occupied. <laughs> All right. What horror movie kills someone by forcing them to overeat? Uh, seven. Gosh, damn it. Yep. That sounds fun. Son of a bitch. Slither. I feel like that's what that's what Joe's doing to me. It's Mr. Gluttony. <laughs> He's all those chicken sandwiches. Yep. Yeah, we had one tonight. Dang. <laughs> I was doing so good too, eating healthy. Um okay. Um shit. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I don't got nothing. Um <laughs> ugh. sorry guys. I failed. Um, okay, this, this isn't giving me anything. Okay, it's I mean it's a new segment. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> please buy her a horror trivia pursuit. <laughs> we have one. Go get it off the damn shelf. Okay, sorry guys. I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it in my planner that I need to have trivia so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, let's see. I feel like Joe used all these stuff. He used these cards for like two years, so all of them have been <laughs> used. That's all right. Use them again. Who cares? Okay. All righty. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna have to answer this one fast. In what year is the Blair Witch Project set in. Uh, it's yes, 1997. No? Seven. Yeah, 99 was the release year. Yeah. 99 Blair. is the release year, but you guys all got it wrong. It's 96. Oh, oh it's 93. Todd, do you want to guess? Uh, no, 96. Wrong? I, I said Joe 96. said 96. Cheers. Steve said what? I, I said 96. <laughs> Steve said 96. Oh. Joe said 93. 92. Damn, guys. 1994. Oh, wow. uh, damn it. That was right up your alley there, Joe. Exactly. I know. I think I, and I used that question. I think. Yeah, like, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a failure. Okay. You are not. My <laughs> next question is In Trick or Treat, the group of four women are revealed to be what type of monsters? Werewolves. Wolves. Ooh, I think I heard Todd first. Yeah, damn yeah. right you did. You I'm going to go to the tape on that one. one. It was close. You're not going to shit. That was me, Because <laughs> while you were mouthing, I was also <laughs> mouthing, so <laughs> going to the tape on that one. All right. I think you might have it, but I'm going to check. Survey says Steve's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm honest with the... Your turn, I know. Your turn. Uh, all right. Next uh, next question comes to us from Weezer Face. So thank you very much for the question. She says, 
In idle hands, what kitchen appliances does Anton attempt to cut his hand off with? Um, the electric the meat, cutter. The electric cutter, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Todd first. So, oh, okay, cool. There, there's three Todd. of them, but any of the three I would have been excited. I'm back, baby. There's also you could have also been meat cleaver or uh, that's what I was gonna say. Bagel guillotine. I don't know what the hell yeah. that is. Uh, yeah. Is that a real thing? I, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Yes. That's terrible. Are you serious? I've never yeah. seen one. I'm surprised I don't think it was like kids cutting their fingers off and shit. <clears throat> I don't. I feel like I don't see them these days, but back then I did. Uh, I don't know. Bagel guillotine. Hold on, I'm looking on freaking Amazon. Shout out, shout out to our sponsor. Shout out to Amazon. Use code Horror Squad. Oh, shoot, they do. Seventeen. Do they look? That's dangerous. It is super dangerous. Wow. Okay. <gasps> I just had an evil thought. What if the kids put the poor little little small pets in there because they're psycho? Oh. My. Well, the, if you're thinking about that and your little kid listening to this, don't do it. It's not good. Don't do it. Do it Just to yourself and movies. see how you like it. Don't do that either. Go get <laughs> go get help. <laughs> My turn. Yep. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Um. All right. Okay. What movie features a character getting hit in the face with an axe while listening to its hip to be square? It's American Psycho. Why the f I need to rethink these. Yes. <laughs> and and right. Joe just mentioned American Psycho, so I know that's why I thought Joe would get it. I was like, all right. But you guys are just so fast with the answer. <laughs> Stop drinking. I'm telling you, my people light. behind me are really <laughs> <laughs> top dollar. I paid for those people. Oh, is it my turn? Oh, Sam. Sam. Okay. When Psycho was released, who demanded theaters have a no late admission policy for the Hitchcock. I think Steve got that first. Oh, what? I think I heard. It is is close again. So. I said the Check full the name. Doesn't matter. Uh, whatever. I'm, Whoever I'm started. I'm a scorekeeper. Yeah, we'll we'll do both. I'll, I'll check them. <laughs> check them up. If it's that close, we'll give it both. Yeah, both that's points. what I usually do. If it's too close to call, I give them both the point. All right. So let me know, and I'll change it back. Yeah, I'll let you know. But yeah. let him know. Let I was gonna know. shout out toilet. I was gonna shout out toilet before you finish, but I decided to let you finish. And I would have been wrong. <laughs> Wait, what would have the question been? Uh, first movie to put a toilet on TV on flushing, screen. A flushing toilet. Flushing toilet. Um, that would be interesting. Like, do make the questions reverse trivia? Oh. I mean, it'd be it would be have to it'd have to be pretty specific, like that one, maybe. But right. <laughs> Green anyway. tree. Um, I don't know. Okay, Evil Dead, but okay. That's <laughs> but okay it looks like that's a bad idea <laughs> alfred hitchcock psycho the birds yeah oh the birds you're right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh all right in the exorcism of emily rose mm. oh, darn it what is the name or who is the name of the priest on trial fuck <laughs> no idea i could not I, the only thing I remember about that movie is who plays Emily Rose and what the name of the actual girl is. Is that Jennifer Carpenter? 
Jennifer Carpenter, and it's based off Annalise Michel, which is a really crazy. Oh. If you ever listen to those Exorcist tapes and like the real life ones, it's pretty fucking crazy. Are they real, Steve? Well, I mean, it's a real person doing those real sounds. That whether or not they're demonic is up to you, I guess. But but I mean, what do people say? What's the majority of the professionals? What do they say? So uh, the it does sound really messed up for a girl, a little girl to do. Uh, but the whole, and that's what Emily Rose is about too, is the priests who were treating for an exorcism kind of killed her by doing those exorcisms. <laughs> so is it, you know, were they really doing exorcism? Were they just putting their faith on her? I don't know. But it sounds really mm-hmm. fucked up. You should really listen to it in the dark with headphones. No. Like, like what is she, like, was she saying stuff like Reagan said? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like what me and shit like that. Yeah. That, that's what where I'm most scared. of those things are based off. Not not, oh. not not like that, not uh, vulgar, but like different languages, you know, speaking like in almost in two voices at the same time. Huh. It was really fucked up. Interesting. And you see a picture of her. It's pretty scary. I'm scared. Well, something in the chat, dude. Yeah, yeah send something in the chat. But yeah, uh, Joe, I have no idea on the actual. Joe's <laughs> uh, um, right. like, fuck off. Father Merrick. Father Moore. That was close enough. That was, that was pretty close. close. No, but it wasn't. I said Father Marzi. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll give you a, a, another one. Another name. Who is? What is the name of the villainous surgeon who devises and performs the procedure in the human centipede? No idea. I don't remember. Doctor Doctor. Doctor Fusengile. Can I have one more guess? Yes. Doctor Fusengile. <laughs> Got it. Check Dr. Out. Joseph Hyder. So basically Joseph Himmler. It's <laughs> on the nose there. Exactly. Is that me now again? No, it's me. Okay. All right. So my third question, it comes to also from Weezerface. So thank you very much. And this one's, you know, it says the one you're going to need to be quick on. Where was Mrs. Voorhees when Jason drowned? On the fucking dock. No. She was. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. (laughs) Why was I being polite? (laughs) (laughs) She was uh, the cook at Camp Crystal Lake and she was preparing meals. Justice for Jason, justice for Pamela. RIP. RIP. You know what? Mother's love. And they shouldn't have been. Sometimes a mother's love is is too much, though. All right, Totter. Totter it is. Let's see. Should, right, I give you, should I give you guys a Grizzly 2 question? Oh. <laughs> or should I not? Because that movie is something else. It's you guys certain. pick normal question or Grizzly 2 question? Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Let me do my normal question first. <laughs> and then Grizzly 2 would be bonus. What movie features a character dying when he smashes his dirt bike into an invisible wall? Cameron oh, Woods. Oh, Joseph, yeah. Joseph with the cabin in the Good woods. Job, Good job. Nice. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. They love me. They really love me. <laughs> Sam? Oh, um, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. What movie is this tagline to? Mm. Let me channel my best. Okay. 
be afraid. Be very afraid. The fly. Good job, Joe. Oh, Joseph. You? I knew that Waking one. up in 2021. Uh, Todd, what was your bonus just out of curiosity for Grizzly? East, well, this is still anyone can get a point for this. Okay. So yeah. Grizzly 2. Was it 37 years in the making or is it 27? One of those numbers. 37. Yeah. 37. Mm-hmm. What is the name of like the town? Oh, God. It's on like a big ass billboard and they're like, that movie's fucking weird, man. But <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of the Buck town or the Smith resort? Town. You're, uh, I like your I like your spunk, but no. <laughs> Woodstock. <laughs> I should have been called. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, Take a crack there, Joseph. No. Decade Indian... Whiplash. Yeah, Indian Springs. No. Okay. Oh, Damn it. All right. Tight race so far. Uh, we're gonna go to the tapes for this one, but so far I'm sitting at three points myself. Sam pulling in the one, strong one. Yep. And Joseph, I don't know where with a three, strong showing today. And fucking Steve, three three points. <laughs> so we're basically yeah, three 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 two. Uh, one for Sam. Well, well, she Sam had, she had one before. Two. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh my god! Oh, oh, day one sorry. on the job, Todd. Damn, Todd. Sorry. Todd. <laughs> All right, give it back to Joe. I've officially resigned my position. <laughs> scorekeeper. <laughs> what if we have two people do it? But I made this sweet trivia spreadsheet. Oh, you did? I want to see it. Send us a photo in the chat. So, all right. Here it comes. This is, that's what I get, though, for talking shit. All right. Oh, you gosh, that's terrifying. The exorcism. Yeah. Actually, uh, while I'm thinking about it, you Poor know, thing, dude. one thing that we do a lot in the podcast that we probably Awful. shouldn't is we'll show you on the chat and then no one ever gets to see what we're talking about. Uh, like two months ago, I created a Discord account. Uh, Why doesn't Club, anyone use it? Because I never told anyone. So yeah. <laughs> I'm telling everyone now we created Discord, the Horror Squad podcast. I'm not quite sure how Discord works yet, but uh, if you're interested, send shoot us a message and we'll get you the link. And I'll start posting the pictures that we're talking about in the chat in the Discord so that you guys can see what we're talking about. So that'll be my one of my 2021 goals is to share everything with you guys as opposed to just keeping it within each other. Yeah. I love that. Sound good. So I'll show you guys the Annalise Michelle love it, picture and all that stuff. Simple and effective. <laughs> I love it. I, I feel I feel bad for this girl. I feel like she's like mentally sick. I or well, that, 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 that's what the whole court case was about. So that's yeah. that's fucked up. That makes me so sick. It is sick. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, are we doing true crime tonight, Sam, or is Joe doing his horror news? Uh, Joe's going to start off with news uh, for the year. I figured since it's the beginning of the year, I want to know what's going on, and then I'll do next week. Can you tease what story you might be doing? No, because then the people are going to look it up. Okay, I like it. All right. Well, everyone's very excited for Sam's true crime segment. Um, for those don't know, that don't know, we're going to be bi-weekly. I'm going to do news, and Sam's going to do true crimes. Let's start off with some horror news, ladies and gentlemen. All right. First bit of news tonight is, Todd. Yes. This one's for you. Okay, Daddy. <laughs> All right. So 
I know Todd is going to be uh, doing a lot more horror novels this year. Well, it has just been announced that the Wishmaster franchise is going to be returning, but not on the screen, but with an official novel. 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 Oh my God, I can't talk. An official novel novelization that is based on the original screenplay. So, um, I like that. Just, just, yeah, you like that, baby? I like that. Tell me more <laughs> about right, it. So, yeah, all right, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Um, okay, so uh, the uh, book has was written by the creators of Hellraiser 2, 3, and 4. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay, so 23 years later, uh, Encyclopedia Pox Publications um, are going to be uh, releasing this book. It will be released on January 1st. 2021 and they will also be releasing an audiobook to coincide with it so for you wishmaster fans or just horror fans in general that want a little horror in your life um i would say definitely go and check that out i, I can't get into audiobooks what's that you can't you say you can't get into audiobooks i no. i, I always seem to zone out with them i can listen to podcasts fine but if I listen to an audiobook, I just like zone out. So I, all my books are, are physical copies. So I'll get a physical for sure for that. All right. Very cool. All right. Next bit of news here is I'm sure uh, you guys are going to be talking about this a little bit on the uh, XP gaming podcast, but which can be found Correct. on correction. That's let's, let's XP let's gaming. XP gaming podcast, which can be found on all major podcasting uh, forums. But what, what are you guys doing this week? Anything special? Uh, th- this week, well, we uh, so we record one week and release the other week. Uh, so this week we did a kind of look back at the year 2020. And uh, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was uh, pretty fun. So yeah, the All right, episode cool. is live right now, actually. Yep. So check it out. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a little bit on the, the gaming podcast as well. But uh, filming has officially wrapped on the Resident Evil horror movie reboot uh basically uh the movie um will be releasing theatrically here in 2021 um it is said to kick off a new universe inspired by storylines and characters um from the resident evil video games uh not a whole hell of a lot uh else about this right now um the director went on to say uh with this movie i really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience i had when i first played them um so yeah we will see yeah they they, uh they showed four screenshots of the show and it looks right out of the video game and that's my biggest criticism with the emilio jovovich movies is that they don't remind me of the game. They just like action zombie zombie uh, movies. They're not bad. Like I, I like them, but they're not Resident Evil. And this looks like it's actually taking the game and putting it on screen. And that's what I fucking wanted to see. So can't wait. Yeah, I, I 100% mirror that. Um, I'm gonna hold my breath though until I see a trailer. Um, there's so many good opportunities for them to make good films or TV shows off this stuff that it's just... I can't wait for them to start making good ones. I, I do like the other ones too, like Steve said, but they are strictly action popcorn films. All right. Well, we should. So this is a TV show, not a, a movie. 
they're making uh, Netflix is making no, this one's a movie, right, Steve? And they're making like a Netflix version too. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, next bit of news here. I know uh, Todd will be excited about this one. I think oh, as the, feeling, feeling love tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as it has just been announced that uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be doing a live watch along um, with a screening of The Evil Dead. Um, this is going to be happening on Saturday, January 23rd at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, so uh, Campbell will be watching uh, the film along with all of, uh, along with everyone, and he will be sharing uh, memories, stories, and antidotes from the film. And also for uh, a few lucky viewers, he's also will be answering questions um, from the chat. Uh, this will be uh, a video on demand. You'll be uh, able to view for 48 hours um, following the live event as well um, with tickets starting at $25 for the live stream. Amazing. And uh, $50, Todd, um, VIP ticket will also get you a limited edition poster. So you can head mm. over to... Um, it looks like StellarTickets.com for um, tickets. So, yeah, there you go. Pretty cool. And uh, I will send you a picture of the poster, Todd. And maybe we can put this in the Discord as well, Steve. Cool. All right. All righty, all righty. All right, Sam. Do we lose Sam? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'll wait. I'll wait till Sam comes back then. All right, next bit of news is I've been championing the show for a long time. Um, 50 States of Fright, Sam Raimi's 50 States of Fright, which was on Quibi that uh, unfortunately met its demise. Um, but the show looks like it may be getting life. And uh, Roku is currently in talks to save. 50 states of fright so for those of you who um were fans or maybe took my advice and watched some of those 50 states of fright it may be getting some life back which i i think is very exciting because i think it is a fantastic horror anthology i definitely recommend if you you know you can find it somehow some way out there to definitely check it out um but yeah it looks like 50 states of fright might be uh getting uh getting some life back so i'm uh, very excited for that all righty. Sam, you back with us? I'm back. All right. Sam, this one's for you, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, um, Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark has officially been uh, greenlit for a season two. And the title has been revealed as Curse of the Shadows. So season two will consist of an expanded six episodes up from three from uh, the first season. Uh, in this uh, series, uh, a new group of kids will tell a terrifying tale about a curse that has been cast over their small seaside town haunted by an all-new villain named the Shadow Man. So keep an eye out for that. That will be premiering uh, here in 2021. Love it. Have they talked about who's casted for that yet? Um, yes, but I don't recognize any of the names. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Next bit of news here is Neil Marshall has made a new horror movie. Um, horror fans will know him best for directing The Descent. 
and also um god i just had it doomsday and also dog soldiers todd yes sir one of your, and one uh, of your a bunch of game of thrones episodes too yes uh, well, his latest genre offering, uh, offering is called The Reckoning, which is a period horror, horror film set against the backdrop of the Great Plague that takes place during the witch hunts in 17th century England. Uh, this will, movie is going to be released on demand February 5th, 2021. Uh, so this is definitely one to keep an eye out on. Uh, he's a great director. He's done a lot of good stuff. So I- I'm pretty excited about this one. Maybe something we'll cover for the podcast even already odd this one's not for you oh well I, good because i'm adding the vip ticket for evil dead to my car <laughs> there you go <laughs> steve steve and sam this one's for you guys right. as this one's more but steve more a little bit because i know he has uh, a man boner for clancy brown damn right <laughs> Well, it has just been announced that the great Clancy Brown has joined Showtime's Dexter Revival as the season's main villain. Uh, So, yeah, it has just been announced. Uh, Of course, the Dexter Revival uh, set 10 years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of Hurricane Lara. The Revival sees the character now living under an assumed name in a world away from Miami. Uh, The show will likely be arriving sometime in fall 2021. But, uh, I mean, I think a great casting choice. I'm sure you guys agree. Yeah, that's a oh. great casting choice. Super excited. The only thing I'm not excited about is I know Dexter is going to get killed this season. So it's going to be tough to watch, but they need to close this story off, I think. So maybe the villain will actually be like a good guy then? Clancy, whatever? Yeah, maybe trying to. Cop or uh, yeah, or just someone who works with him as a lumberjack and like finds out <laughs> that he's shady. And, God. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh... Oh, he's got he's to come back. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Flashback. Yeah. Uh, all right, and we'll uh, end uh, news tonight by for with a couple of um, RIPs of some horror uh, people we lost this week. Um, first being um, Gary Clark, most famously known uh, to horror fans for his role um, in Day of the Dead. Um, what's his name uh, in Day of the Dead? I can't. I can't remember his damn name. I'm oh, he played Steel. I'm sorry. He played Steel in uh, Day of the Dead. Uh, he passed away uh, age 73, so rest in peace to him. And also rest in to uh, Hammer Horror legend Barbara Shelley, um, who starred in a ton of Hammer Horror movies, uh, such as Cat Girl, The Camp on Blood Island, Blood of the Vampire, Village of the Dam, The Shadow of the Cat, Gorgon, Secret of Blood Island, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, uh, and many others. So uh, rest in peace to both of them. And that is it for hard news this week. RIP, man. Sucks. Yeah. And one more, uh, Tanya Roberts from Taurus Trap. Great, great film. Fortunately, passed away. Wait, did she actually actually die? Because I kept hearing. Wait, I didn't think she did. So she did, and then it turned out that she didn't, but now she really did. Okay. So the rest of What? Is That's awful. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't believe you. Well, as of right now, when we're recording, uh, they say that she actually passed away this time. 
Wow. Yeah, smoke show. Yeah, something's going on with that. Steve's like, about... well, she's dead, so. <laughs> yeah, is, is her husband or something? And anyway, he killed her. Thing. No, he, he just. Uh, How like, do we know that? We don't know that. But I think she's been open the case. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that could be your case next week. Exactly. I'm going to investigate now. Uh, real quick before we get into the review, I was laughing at myself because I went to go get my flu shot today and pick up some medication. And I was in, <laughs> Joe, I was in the Walgreens parking lot driving behind it. And I was kind of creeped out because I saw some lady who looked like she had an axe in her hand and she was just like waving it around as she was walking, looking around the back of Walgreens. And I was like, oh my God, that woman's going to go kill someone in Walgreens. And I'm just like, my eyes are kind of bugged out. And I like lock the doors, kind of stay on the side of the parking lot to where she'll have to run a bit to come and get me. But then I had to stop to be able to turn and I looked and it was just her little cane. And I was like, man, that's when you know you watch too many horror movies is you think an older person who is walking with a cane has an ax. <laughs> it was funny you had to be there. I like it. <laughs> Happened to anybody. Sam, are we going to do the Bruce Campbell virtual watch thing? Are you a big evil dead person, Sam? I forget. Um, I mean, I'm not a big, not big enough to where I would watch that, I don't think. All right. Is Todd doing it? I might do it then. I'm I'm doing it, girl. Todd's doing it. Maybe all four of us can do <laughs> it. We can like do it on Discord or something. And we can have Fun. our own like You gotta chat. pay for it? What is it? You just watch it. Yeah, you watch it's like a it's a live stream. Um is he doing it for free? No, Fuck it's like no, 20 25 bucks. bucks. 25 bucks? That can go towards my my cell phone bill. Sorry, Bruce. Well, You're I'll, on your I'll own. pay for I'll pay for it. <laughs> I don't pay know. For what me too, Daddy. Saturday, Saturday, January 23rd. Let me see. Am I doing anything that day? It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. What time? 9 p.m. Eastern. How about you do it and then I can have my me time? Okay. <laughs> Wait, why would she have to pay for it? Because you could be on the same computer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were going to pay like Two tickets. Because no. <laughs> he's going to watch it in the bedroom and he's I'm going to watch it in the office. <laughs> just to joking. <laughs> I'm watching it. I just need to decide if I'm going to do the $50 one. I had it in my cart, but I'm like, do I really need another poster? Yeah. Plus, I don't know what the poster looks like. Send it in the chat. I, I just sent it. I'm assuming that's the poster, but I'm oh, not. Oh, I don't want that. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the poster or not, though, honestly. They might have the poster on the website. I looked. They didn't. They didn't see anything. So if that's the poster, definitely not getting the poster. Mm, I wonder if it, maybe it's autographed. Well, I already have like four autographs from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Well, you know what? <laughs> that saved me money, though. Thank you. <laughs> Grizzly. Yes. Let's do it. A motion picture is coming that does not cater to fantasy. You will see nature's most savage man-eating animal. By its size alone, it can overpower and devour any human. Grizzly. Over 18 feet tall, over 2,000 pounds. The largest carnivorous brown beast in the world. June. 
trappers come in here, they leave food around, the bears get the smell of it, and that's it. Well, this is different. This bum's eating his victims. Anyone is fair game, because this grizzly preys on the easiest food of all, man. 18 feet of man-eating, gut-crunching terror. The deadliest jaws on land belong to Grizzly. Grizzly, 1976. Directed by William Girdler. Synopsis is as follows. Forest Ranger tries heavy firepower on Big Bear. Simply, it tells you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, an 18-foot-tall grizzly bear terrorizes a state park, leaving it up to a park ranger to save the day. Uh, all right, so this movie starts out with um, some unfortunate people getting killed by a grizzly that you only see his hand. And then now, it, basically, if you've seen Jaws, you've seen this movie, except Jaws is far superior. This one's on a forest with a uh, with a bear. This, Jaws is obviously a shark in the ocean, but it's like the exact same plot man you have the the mayor or whatever he is saying like we're not closing the fucking park this is our tour season we're not going to do it then you have the park ranger saying all you care about is money i'm gonna go kill this bear then you got a nature person that wants to go tag along with them it's like a carbon copy um i personally really enjoy this movie and what do you guys think um so i uh... I guess I appreciated it more after watching part two. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how, what else I can say without. You know. Well, no, I hear that. It, it, this movie is like super low budget and, <clears throat> excuse me, it's got like a charm to it in my opinion. And we're following mm-hmm. these uh, rustic, like these dudes are men, you know what I mean? One was a Vietnam vet. One literally lives out in the forest and it's hilarious and then the park ranger and they're just like going around trying to kill his bear um i don't know yes it's it's hard to really explain it's like such a simple plot the park ranger's trying to kill a bear while the bear kills people mm-hmm. uh yeah so i uh had never seen this before so i was excited to uh check it out and you know what i gotta say i had a really fun time with this one i, I think it's like todd said it's a very like simplistic plot but uh like I thought it was like really well done. I think um, Christopher George, who plays the main guy here, Michael, um, is like great in it. And I think the fact that this movie's played like very straight laced, like it's never like um, portrayed like in a cheesy way or like a goofy way, I think like really works um, with this. Like I, I like that they played it serious and. You know, the score's fun, like very Jaws-esque when the bear comes around. And I think like for a movie that was made in 1976, the uh, bear kills are like really, actually really well done. Like they didn't try to like um, put a guy like in a bear, like a bear suit too much. And like when they're doing the kills, they kind of like used real bear footage here and there. And, you know, it didn't show too much with the kills, but just enough where like, you know, it worked and like the gore and there's some like pretty fun gore scenes in this. And uh, yeah. And I really liked um, like all the side characters as well. Like I, I just feel like the whole like ensemble was really good here. 
so uh yeah for me it, it worked yeah for me I'm, i i i guess it a lot of the stuff that you said joe uh i disagree with um oh. i i didn't like that it was so simple of a story i just like movies like this you know jaws like placid anaconda had like I, I was more invested in what happened to the characters where in this one people would just kind of die and i just really didn't give a shit about them so it was just kind of just eh, whatever you know I, I had no connection to anyone so it didn't really matter if they lived or died um i think that the you know you said it was played more realistic when the grizzly hits a human he gets a scratch on the face but when he hits a horse, he de- decapitates the horse and clean off. Because he has a lot of horses, awesome. Steve. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's just like, it's completely ridiculous. So I didn't see it as being played serious. I thought it was a little goofy. I mean, he, he kills the fucking grizzly with a rocket launcher. Or, uh... That's definitely the most, yeah. I mean, that, it gets a little crazy. And it gets a little ridiculous towards the end. But uh, um, for the most part, I felt like like 90% of it was played pretty straight laced. And it does get a little wild at the end. Yeah, and, and I kind of wish that they showed the grizzly a little less, especially early on. Uh, you know, keep the mystery of how big this thing is because they do show kind of quick shots of it and it took away a little bit of the, the mystery of it, kind of like Jaws, you know. Uh, I think they should have just had the grizzly in full form at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, didn't super register with me. It was entertaining, but nothing I think I'd ever watch again. Uh, yeah, uh, to speak on one thing about uh, how you didn't really connect with any of the characters, I, I connected with most of them, but I did connect definitely with the main character just because I felt like he, um, you know, he was really good. Like, I just thought he was like a really good actor. And I also connected with, uh, I forget his character's name right now, but the nature guy there. Um, yeah, and hilarious. He, yeah, and when he dies, like, I actually like felt bad. So... He, he's definitely one I uh, connected with. Yeah. You know, not, not not to say that it doesn't have problems, but I get what you're saying with it being serious because it's very ridiculous, but they don't ever play it that way. So it kind of makes it right. more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of scenes in this movie though that are there kind of out of place. Like for example, the character that you like, Nature Dude, like um, he gets mauled and then thrown in a pit just to have him wake up. And then get killed again. <laughs> it was yeah. like, well, what was the plan of that? Like, uh, all right. Yeah, but um, there's I own the Blu-ray and it's it's a really cool release by uh, Scorpion because they have a vintage making of that's in like very poor quality, like it's from VHS and it's really fun. Um, but yeah, like I watched it with my wife and we were laughing at it, we were having a good time, and uh, it's hilarious when he blows up the bear because there's literally no blood anywhere or any like they couldn't like rain a claw or something that'd be funny. And hey, did they have the the kid's death in the version you guys watched? Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah I mean, he did. didn't die though. They said like he made he survived in the hospital, or I think he survived. Right, right, right. Yeah, but you saw like his his leg get severed and everything. Um, I don't remember seeing his leg get severed, but I definitely saw like him get attacked. I think I think I saw his leg get severed, and I, I watched it on Tubi. It's possible. It was I watched it on Tubi as well, so. Yeah, and I, I appreciate yeah I appreciate that because they don't usually go there with like kids and this is from like late 70s it was surprising to see that kind of violence mm-hmm. but um yeah Sam do you have anything else to add you loved it um it was better than the second one <laughs> you guys want to hop into the second one sure yeah I just I wanted uh, I had one interesting tidbit about this movie um 
and that was it was actually the most financially successful um independent motion picture uh ever um at the time when it was released in 1976 uh it made 39 million dollars in box office um and wow. can you guess can you guess what movie broke its record where which no it was broken in 1978 by oh, this movie. By another movie in Halloween. 1978? Donald Halloween, Sam, Sam got it. Halloween, yes. Halloween broke its record. But yeah, pretty pretty interesting there. That was interesting. mm -hmm. All right. Brings us to Grizzly 2, The Revenge. Um, are we all hell breaks. Are we waiting? Or are we just going to wait till both, break, oh. both movies at once? Yeah, just, just wait. All right. Grizzly killed again. Three kids this time. I don't want a cloud of fear on this concert. Now you get that, Grizzly, and get it now. This Grizzly's claw marks reach 18 feet off the ground. 27 inches the rear pads, 18 inches the fore. On firm soil, three inches deep. breaks loose when a giant grizzly reacting to the slaughter of <laughs> the opening scene man reacting to the slaughter of grizzlies by poachers attacks at a massive big band rock concert in the national park uh, uh this movie is all over the place it's supposed to be a direct sequel mm -hmm. um however they filmed it, it was an unfinished movie for 37 years and then they added 2020 shots to it that didn't even try to make look bad or match with the 70s film and I, I thought like when i was watching i'm like am i watching the wrong movie because this is like clearly <laughs> hd dvd hd like 4k yeah. shot film and i'm like what the hell am i and then like slow motion bullet hits a bear that cries and i'm like what is going on <laughs> like instantly this movie sucked yeah jeez um, go ahead Sam. um when we started watching it uh like at the beginning of the movie where it's not even the footage from back then it's like now and joe was like wow isn't that amazing how they could do that with film and i was like joe that's not from back then i was like this is just b-roll of something else and i was like yeah it looks good like the actual scenes in that time but i was like no and so once i saw that and then plus we started laughing because the b-roll of like the ducks moving and like the bear climbing the tree and they kept just showing it 
like three like times over and over <laughs> on a loop, not even cutting it, not even like cropping into the frame to where it kind of looks like a different shot, not even reversing it. Um, so once that, once I saw that, I was like, oh God. Um, and then just all of the other, the concert and all of that stuff, I was like, this could have been just a short with the actual footage back then. And it would have been so much better um, with all of that other bullshit. It really ruined it. I hated it. <laughs> and it made me like one really well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And that's what I put in my my review is like why it, this would be a cool little time capsule if they just released it as what well, as is with just exactly. you know maybe some scenes are missing but i know you I, guys noticed scenes mixed in like middle of action shots with current footage right it was, like, that was hilarious <laughs> what are they thinking like who, i don't know like it, i mean I, like yeah and then like even like the opening scene to tell you everything you have like the cgi bullet going and like hitting the bear there uh man what a mess i don't know what they were thinking I, and i disagree with you Todd. i i don't think this movie should have been released like at all because i don't think there's a good movie in here like whatsoever um there is the there's like a cool like little hey look at this movie that was never released you know? sure, yeah. yeah that would have been yep I mean, the bear is like hardly ever seen like throughout the whole movie. All of the kills are completely off screen. And like occasionally you'll just see the bear like scream, like, you know, roar and like that's it. And then like you, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like really bad. Like everything that was good about the first movie is like completely stripped uh, in this one. I was like, and I was really excited when I saw that it was like going to be uh, done like at a music festival. I was like, oh, this is like, really cool opportunity for like the bear to come and like just wreak havoc on this music festival like up the body count and everything but literally the i think this director like wanted to make like a music documentary and like he was like okay like let me make a music documentary and i'll just steal the producer's money and make this music documentary rather than making uh grizzly too uh because i i mean you have like literally like probably a good 30 or 40 minutes of this movie is literally just concert footage like you have like legit like full performances of like some of these bands that are just like talk about a time capsule just like these like 80s terrible like 80s bands terrible, um, the worst. that just goes on forever and you're like why is this still happening um you know it, it's really bad the, the best part of this movie honestly probably is the opening with Clooney uh Charlie Sheen and Laura Dern like Mm -hmm. I love that they are like top build in this movie and they're literally in it for about, you know, 30 seconds. Uh, but that's probably the, the the best part of this movie. And then after that, it's just all, it's just a huge mess. And you didn't even mention that Todd's in this movie. Todd is like the, the main I, character. Yes, <laughs> Daddy Todd. Yeah, I am in this one. I did to spoil it. But, um, if you would have told me that George Clooney, like that guy would grow up to be one of the most famous actors, I'd be like, yeah, right. He fucking sucks because he's terrible. In like his few minutes he's on screen, he's like a, he, it's so gross. Like he's trying to kiss her and she's smiling, and then she's trying to kiss him and he's oh, smiling and kissing teeth. Oh, okay, but, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I would really want to see an interview with Clooney about this movie. I, I, I think a really cool movie would be the making of this. You know, like interviewing everybody, like the worst movie. What was the name of that? The worst movie ever made or something like that? Yeah, that yeah. yeah, Troll Two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be cool. What did you think about Steve? 
so I actually, now I might be wrong, but my assumption was that their intention was to have the Grizzly go through the concert and wreck havoc. They just never filmed it. So they had to use the footage that they had around the concert to kind of make up an end because the last scene is such a fucking mess. Like it's yeah. just all over the place. Now, one thing I love about this movie that made me laugh is it's one thing to try to fill scenes, you know, to make to make the story up kind of, but they added concert scenes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you add concert scenes? That makes no fucking sense. You already had 20 fucking minutes of the concert. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, this movie's just all over the place. Uh, my wife and I were watching it. Now, we had more fun watching this than we did uh, the Grizzly One. Uh, Grizzly One's definitely a better movie, but this one we laugh because it's such an 80s, like, time capsule, the way that people yeah. dress and the music and all that shit. Absolutely hilarious. Um, I also want to talk about uh, John Reese davies uh, character, Bouchard. Mm. Uh, so he's French-Canadian, Native American, Right, uh, but he speaks British, and he refers to himself uh, in the you know in the first like he calls himself Bouchard. He doesn't. It's it's just it's such a weird role. Now I love him, so uh, yeah. it was still awesome to see him. But man, he didn't have the act. He didn't even try with the accent, or the character was just so off to me. It was weird. He's pretty strong though. Uh, yeah, yeah, he lifts yeah, a whole because because Paul Bunyan moment. Yeah. <laughs> No, this movie is just such a wreck. Uh, I, I think this should have almost been like a DVD extra to Grizzly One in a special release. Uh, because hey, speaking of that, Steve, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we were talking about The Juice is Loose by George Romero mm -hmm. uh, last episode, and I found it on a DVD extra. That's the only way you can watch it, so I had to buy the fucking DVD called The Bogus Witch Project. Oh, really? Polly Shore. Oh, fucking oh, shit. No. And it's a <laughs> hidden extra of all things in it, so I yeah, I'm going to send it to you when I'm done so you can knock it off your list. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and like you guys said, the music in this is just... Like, my wife and I were saying that night, you take the milk from the coconut. Because <laughs> 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 that's apparently an entire song <laughs> that, that yeah. they just repeat over and over. Uh, fuck, this movie is is really... It's real bad. Terrible. Um, it, it might be in my worst of the year for 2021. Oh, um, I, it's 100% going to be worse of the year. It's, this will be this will honestly be a tough one to top. I mean, it's just an absolute mess of a movie. Um, like, talk about, like, lazy. Like, why would you insert 2020, like, concert, like, audience footage? Like, why wouldn't you just go back and find, like, 1980s concert footage and just put that in? Like, it's yeah. like, and, like, yeah. it's like, why do that to pad the running time? Just make, I mean, this movie runs, I think the running time on this is, like, 76 minutes. And like, just shorten the movie. Like, who cares? Just make it like a sixty-minute movie or whatever. You know, it's just like they added all of this just like fluff that was completely useless to the plot. Yeah, and an, just an entire song, an entire right. song that yeah. they added with a new band for, and it's so obvious that it's not from the nineteen eighties. It's like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. I mean, this literally felt like I was watching like an eighties concert, like documentary, like or like just like an eighties concert, and like you know yeah and it just really pissed me off and like because like like i had such a fun time with grizzly one and like putting a grizzly like at a music festival is such a cool idea and it's just completely squandered here um and i mean obviously there was like a ton of uh <laughs> problems with this movie um so i was on imdb just because i was like there's got to be some good facts about this movie 
Um, so if you guys want to hear them, I'll read a couple that you guys might find interesting. So uh, this movie was filmed uh, in Hungary in 1983, uh, and the, Hi- the Hungarian government actually seized most of the production's equipment for non-payment of bills. That is why uh, post-production was never uh, completed. Uh, the movie was then bought in 1987 and uh, was planned to be completed post-production, but the company began having financial troubles and the movie was ultimately forgotten. And the film, uh, the existence of the film was actually questioned until then, until a work print surfaced on the internet in 2007. Uh, so I thought that was pretty uh, That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the work print. Yeah, right. Um, and then the concert films uh, were the concert scenes were filmed uh, after a p- performance by a band called Nazareth. Uh, the crowd was unaware that the following act was not a real band and uh, were being recorded for a film. Uh, and it was actually uh, the largest gathering in Hungary si- uh, since 1956 in those concert scenes. Interestingly enough. Um, yeah, uh, another one here is uh, special effects supervisor Nick Malley created the animatronic bear for the film, but was never able to get it to work properly. Um, a new bear was then created with special effects. Uh, a new bear uh, created with special effects was supposed to be added to the film, but since post production um, was never uh, completed, uh, it never happened. And uh, obviously, the animatronic bear is only seen briefly in the final scenes, which you can see are just terrible <laughs> yeah I, there's two, two quick points i want to make about the movie that we didn't talk about uh number one the actress who plays nurse ratchet uh yeah, yeah, yeah. cuckoo's nest like her, her I was there for nothing basically i don't know what they had planned for her but it was like i th- i felt like she was supposed to be like the, the, villain, the villain in this one like uh the yeah. villain in the first movie there so i felt like that's why she was there right except they never filmed it i guess so she just she's just there to attend the concert with rich people well there were there were a few scenes with her and uh that main park ranger there that was like kind of warning her and she's like i can't worry about this i have the concert to right. focus on uh yeah so that was funny and the other thing that the so the whole last scene i didn't understand what the hell was going on the bear comes in and all of a sudden fireworks are going off and then the people from the concert are pointing at something i'm not sure if they're pointing at the bear or the fireworks we're not really sure and it's just what a what a weird scene and then the main guy goes up a ramp to like face off against the bear and then goes up yeah. the ramp again to face off against the bear yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh my god guys yeah, and then it's like wow. the end, end bear meets its demise by like getting electrocuted uh, on the stage, and and the concert like, goes never knew, like, right? <laughs> never knew there yeah. was like fireworks like blowing up. Never knew that the bear was even a thing. It was just like the, the concert yeah. was basically there for nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, there's like a there's not a good movie here, but like there's a good like if with the right like. Uh, budget and like right filmmakers and stuff like that this actually could have been like a really cool movie because it was a cool idea but it was just uh executed extremely poorly agreed did this director go on to do anything really i'll look this up didn't he like disappear after this i don't know i I wouldn't i would see uh so the uh, director andre zisots um who is from hungary apparently uh He's got, uh, let me see, he's got, yeah, he's only directed two movies, uh, Grizzly 2, and the other one is uh, uh, 
a movie that's not American. So yeah, this was his one and only movie, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he ran away with the money, and then that was it. All right, we got. Yeah. shot the new stuff though. Probably the company that released. Probably yeah, uh, the company that bought it. Which uh, where is this getting released? I, I don't even know. Like who bought the probably rights to this? Kind of some kind of Blu-ray, I imagine. Yeah, but um, Which I'll we, buy. I'll buy. Yeah, I'm not gonna say who yet because you know we don't want to jinx it or anything. But uh, we are gonna have one of the actors uh, from Grizzly Two on, and I'm very excited to talk uh with this person about the production of this movie because i'm sure he's got some great uh behind the scenes stuff yeah the guitar player from the third band that's right yeah. exciting <laughs> uh rate him rate him sure uh so uh yeah grizzly one i think is like a really good movie it's you know jaws in the woods essentially and i had a fun time with it it's obviously not on par with a jaws but i think it's definitely worth a watch if you're into you know creature features sort of stuff or just like you know bear movies in general uh so i'm gonna give grizzly a seven and i am going to give grizzly two uh which is just it's an abomination it's a terrible movie do not waste your time unless you want to watch like 80s concert footage like that's it like want to watch some cheesy 80s concert footage that's really the only reason worth watching this for um, I'm going to give Grizzly 2 a two and a half. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give the beginning with George Clooney um, a five, but after <laughs> whatever happens, um, I'm going to bump it down to a two. What about part one? Part one, I'm going to... Because of part two... Part one is going to be bumped up to a five. Okay, okay. I'm going to um, sit right there with Joe on it. Seven for the first one. It's a fun movie, man. And I have a lot of, it's just like, it's a manly movie, man. Hanging out in the woods with your bros, hunting a bear. What else, what, how more manly can you get? Yeah, if you want to see um, a guy fucking with a rocket launcher blow up a bear. I mean, <laughs> yeah, awesome. where did you get that? Where the fuck did he get that from? But. <laughs> Uh, and then part two, I'm a little bit higher. I'm a three out of 10 because I really, I, I love seeing like stuff like that, that I was like unreleased and stuff. And I know it's terrible, but I, I want to see the work print with all, without all the bullshit in there edited with missing scenes. I think that'd be really cool. And I'm sure you branded. can definitely dig it up on the internet yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So three out of 10. And for me, Grizzly one, I would give a six out of 10. It was fun. Just not like, you know anything i think it's a one-time watch for me and grizzly 2 i would give a three because you know it's one of those it's so bad that i kind of had fun watching it uh my wife and i were laughing at a lot of the stuff so it, it was it was like so bad it's almost good like i'd, I'd maybe watch it again just uh, for a laugh uh, not anytime soon mind you but uh a three watch it again Shit's Can you watch it again not not alone <laughs> I'd watch it again with like a group of friends just to like make yeah. fun of it and laugh. Yeah, it's it's it'd worth a, it for it, that. It'd be a good projector movie with some pizza yeah. drinks. Yeah. No, exactly. So and for that's why I'm giving it a little higher than I guess I would have normally. All right, so not approved. <laughs> well, approved mm -hmm. and not approved. Kind of approved. Yeah, the first one's approved. Hey, watch watch Grizzly approved. One. Yeah, watch Grizzly One for sure. 
Yeah, and this is sadly my current number one film of the year. Uh, so <laughs> starting off 2021 the same way I started off 2020 with a really bad movie. So hopefully the next one I watch what, is a. What was the 2021? Uh, it was Agramon's Gate, which ended up being in my oh, bottom five. Oh, you hated that one. Man. Oh fuck, it was I terrible. Think was, I think the first movie we did and we like we reviewed on the podcast in 2020 wasn't very good either. Was it underwater? I it was underwater. Was it underwater? I think. It was oh underwater. yeah, no, yeah, might have been. Okay, underwater was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Man, that seems like so long ago. It does. <laughs> going to the movie theater. Yep. Yeah. I got a bomb ass sandwich too. I went to like the 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 waiter section. Mm, nice. When I saw underwater, I had some fucking food like awesome food all right those were forgotten times back in the before the dark days yeah <laughs> all right well all thanks right. for watching thanks for listening mm-hmm. bye and, uh, bye, bye. a spy I'm nothing I'm naval lint I have to lie to women to get laid and, and I don't score much I got a little dick it's pathetic <laughs>